Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. It is Monday, March 13th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by Fubo. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well as we are back in our home abodes after spending the week together in Jersey City for Blitzball Battle 3. How you feeling, brother? I feel great. Um, I know we got in late last night. We shared a flight together. I have some really good video of you like on the plane trying to figure out how to use your door in your first-class seat when I was back in coach. Um, you were not back but- in coach. You were next to me. Oh yeah. Anyways, no, I feel great. I thought I was going to be sluggish this morning, but look at me. I look great. I got my espresso. I already missed New York and all the people oh, there. Look at that. Okay. Um, but I'm ready to talk some ball because you and I caught up on WBC. We were watching some spring sure training did. stuff. So it's coming, bro. The regular season, WBC, everything's about to hit us. We got a lot to cover, and if you're looking for an awesome way to stream your team's games or your country's games this season, Fubo has you covered. Fubo is a streaming service with more than 200 live channels, sports, movies, shows, news. They have Fox, FS1, FS2, which certainly came in handy on Sunday for your World Baseball Classic games, ESPN for your big-time matchups, including Sunday Night Baseball, and more local sports networks than any streaming service. So you never have to miss your team's games. Visit FuboTV.com slash baseball today to see which channel are yours in your lineup and score 15% off your first month. Once again, that is 15% off your first month at FuboTV.com slash baseball today. Well, the reason I am wearing my Team USA hat, because we need some help. We, we split games over the weekend. We took it to Great Britain in their awesome uniforms. We got punched in the face by Mexico by your boy Joey Manessas, your former teammate there in the Philly system. So was Sunday's whooping just a bump in the road, or do you see trouble ahead for this team? Well, if this was any other format, I would say it's a bump in the road. You know, like this is baseball. One game is tough. I think you've made that point to me that it's very tough. Uh, to win one game especially but with the way their format is with the runs per outs and them giving up how many 11 last night 11 11 they're they're giving need- up 13 through two games and 18 innings they're gonna need some help they're gonna have to pitch much better uh, than they did last night they're gonna have to hold the next couple games down to you know one two runs and and get help and it would be a travesty if they didn't move on it would be insane to me um and you know what like I know a lot of people are going to bash the U.S. pitching staff. They're plenty good to get the job done. Sometimes you got to give credit to the other, the other team. I mean, Randy Rosarena put the team on his back. Joy Manessas put the team on his back. There were some defensive miscues behind the Team USA pitcher. So, like, there were some things that just went wrong. And then you just got to tip your cap to Mexico as well. But it's not just a bump on the road. This is going to be a tough uh, round for them to exit. And I think if they end up getting out of it, things will be better and they'll play with a little bit more sense of urgency. But uh, it's 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 bigger than a bumper road to me, Chris. I think the most important thing you said was a sense of urgency. All we've heard out of their camp was how much this means to them, that they want to be able to successfully defend their crown, which they last won in 2017. 
that they've got an all-star laid in the lineup, that they've got guys who all they talk about is wanting to win. But when I watch other teams play in this tournament, I don't see Team USA matching the energy. Maybe I'm off base here. Do you agree? It's a different type of energy. There, there's definitely energy there. Different. But, I mean, you if you ever watched you know, any of uh, winter ball or if you've played with guys that come from these countries like you know, Puerto Rico, or not Puerto Rico's not a country, but like the Dominican, like Venezuela, uh, guys from Puerto Rico. I mean, there it is a different passion there. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Japan plays with passion too, but it looks different. Like, I, that's why I love the WBC. You're getting all these different types of baseball. But why can't we, for these three weeks, every few years, amp it up to a different level? Like, I get it if it's July 17th, and the Reds are playing the Pirates, I don't expect everybody on the top step hopping out over the railing every time a run is scored. But is this just, to me, sometimes just saying, well, that's just not the USA way. That's not good enough. Like, I'm not saying that would have made it a difference in Sunday's game, but damn, it sure as hell feels like it's way more important to other teams than it is to ours. I think this was a punch in the face. Right, a slap in the face. I don't know, not a slap in the face. Like they got checked here, and I think if you come watch the U.S. play the next game, like you're going to see what you want to see. But it isn't the way that we play the game here on a regular basis. Like you need to wake up a little bit. You see Mexico. I played in these international competitions before with Team USA on my chest, and it, and like you're you're not going to match the intensity of these teams right away but like when something like this happens and you get into later rounds i guarantee you see, we'll see. all the guys on team usa hopping over the rail and doing all that as well well i don't know if, if they make it out later around right? <laughs> they're in danger of missing out after pool play for the first time ever that would not be good that would be a major setback and by the way it would be terrible for the world baseball classic if you don't have certain teams in it, including Team USA and the Dominican Republic in the next round or Puerto Rico, which is the way it's going to go down here, that's going to be a major issue. Um, I would say this. There are a lot of people that are throwing darts at Mark DeRosa. And truth be told, he is a friend of mine. But I will defend him from this standpoint. People are like, why didn't you take out Brady Singer? I don't know what conversations he had with the Kansas City Royals. Did they say, hey, listen, if he gets rocked, I we need him to stay in that game, right? We no. need him to stay in that game. Could he have gone down and finished up his work in the bullpen? Probably. And if the main tiebreaker is runs allowed per out, then that's what I would have done. And the same thing with Daniel Bard, because those guys couldn't get anybody out. If you lose seven to five, you can deal with that because of the tiebreaker. You give up an 11 spot when both those guys are getting rocked for four runs. That's a major issue. I, I agree. And I, I don't think the Royals were saying you have to keep them in games. Uh, what you said was perfect. If you're not doing well in a game, go get your work in the bullpen. Because it does mean something, especially in this pool play. Mm -hmm. All right. So what is the biggest non-USA story in the tournament right now? There's so many. Um just give me one because we don't have a, you know, I want to keep it, keep it tight. <laughs> okay. I think it's Italy advancing into the next round. I, I love that. I love, you know, yesterday we were in New Jersey and we saw Nikki Cass on FaceTime with, with Vinny, Vinny P of the Italian team. And they were going nuts. And like, you talk about passion. 
the Italian team's passion looks a little bit different, doesn't it? They have the Nespresso machine out in the in the bullpen. Like That's it is why you love it. You want to hop in that dugout. I just you? I just love the WBC because you get real personalities coming out and like it's amazing. So when they moved on, you know, no one gave them really a chance, dude. Like I've played baseball in Italy before, and I know there's not all straight Italians on that team, but I thought that was really cool to see them move on. Yeah. Or Australia too. I think either one of those, like both of them are on the hey. same like level for me. I'll give Moylan a hell of a lot of credit because his team, uh, his country's games, and he knows all those guys. He has all been, you know, a manager, a pitching coach, a whole bunch of things over uh, in his native land. So he has worked with a lot of these dudes. So he has a very, very close personal relationship. Uh, I love it. Um, so there were a few things, but I will go with this. I don't know why we didn't talk about Team Venezuela before this thing started. I looked at their roster. I was like, dang, are they awesome. And they took it to the Dominican one day and Puerto Rico the next. And they beat Sandy on the mound one time. They knocked out Jose Barrios before he even could lace up his shoes. They are freaking awesome. And Miguel Rojas, who obviously is a family member here at John Boy Media, he has told me this for months, really the better part of a year, how important it was for him and all of his native Venezuelans to be a member of this team for one big reason, because it was going to be Miguel Cabrera's send-away party. And for so many of those guys on that roster, he is like the Venezuelan dude on baseball's Mount Rushmore, if you will. Yeah, I know I'm combining com countries here, but work with me. And so they all wanted to be a part of it. And when Miggy Rowe couldn't be a part of it because of the Gavin Lux injury, he got taken off as, as a role player on that team because he now was the starting shortstop with the Dodgers. It crushed his heart. And I checked in with him a few times this weekend, and he was so pumped up with what was going on. So I think it's a big deal for them. It is. And I, I was watching that game, and uh, Sal Perez obviously has a great game, four for four, five ribbies. The first swing he took was like this, like check swing crap on a slider in the dirt. And I was like, okay, Sal, like, so let's calm it down a little bit. He's like, I got it, bro. I'm a professional. I'll make the adjustment. Five runs better than later. I mean, yeah, you watch Acuna running around the bases. Venezuela is a problem. We yep. did talk about Venezuela, but I don't know where you were, but I've talked about him for sure because this team is stacked. And I did see Miggy know, get in and hit a ball hard last night. And I like that. In order, we talked about USA, Dominican, and probably Puerto Rico, and then Venezuela. Oh, if you got no. To them. I think, for, I think so. When, when we did a preview, it was we talked about Japan, who I think I, oh, I ended up too. switching. I, I switched to the Dominican. That was my pick on talking baseball. We talked about Dominican, Japan, US, and Venezuela. Those were our top four teams. Puerto Rico is obviously very good as well. There's some teams that can you can talk about. I thought Korea was going to play a lot better. They didn't. Uh, but yeah, this, ro this roster is stacked. And that's stacked. to me, that's another one of the non-US stories is the crowd. The crowd's up. Oh. Everywhere, Japan, uh, Taiwan, Arizona. Who knew they were going to sell that place out? And Miami obviously is rocking. So this, everything I said about the WBC, like just wait till you watch these games because it's been a while since we've had one. The emotion is crazy right now. Dude, the, uh, the, the Mexican fans behind home plate in Arizona last night, the dude drinking out of the shoe yeah. was hilarious. Like those guys, 
You need a shoey. So next time good. next time Blitzball uh, battle happens, I'm going to get you a shoey. I think I will surprise some people, by the way, with something that happened during the title game. Okay. Okay. I don't, oh, man. Well, you know, I didn't see you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. What's that? You heard it. I got to think. You don't care. It's now. too early in the morning, bro. Even... Leave me alone. Sorry. Oh, my God. Such a whiner when you don't get sleep. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You have heard me talk a ton of times on this show about the importance of therapy and the role that it has played in my life. I've been going to therapy on and off ever since I was a little kid. There wasn't one particular issue that I had to deal with. My parents always thought that somebody with a fresh set of ears and eyes on just life issues, that it was always good to talk to somebody. So I am a big believer in therapy. It is a lifelong process of helping you navigate your way through challenging times, just through daily life. And working with a therapist can actually help you get it to the closest, best version of you. It is all about deepening your self-awareness, your understanding for the challenges that lie ahead. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is the perfect solution. It is convenient. It is flexible. It is affordable. And here's the great part. It is entirely online. So if you don't have time to go get in your car, go somewhere because of a really busy schedule, which might be causing you some angst, all you have to do is fill out a very brief questionnaire. You get matched up with a licensed therapist. If you have a session or two and you realize, hey, I'm not connecting with this therapist, no big deal. You can switch therapists at any time. There is no additional charge, and there are definitely no hard feelings about it because you want to work with somebody that you say, I'm connecting with you. So discover your best potential with BetterHelp. I want you to visit BetterHelp.com slash baseball today. You're actually going to get 10% off your first month as well. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash baseball today. All right, we continue on with a little more World Baseball Classic talk. And Shohei Otani, he had a couple of bombs in an exhibition game, and then he launched one in his homeland. I think it is still going, perhaps. Uh, great video afterward. They passed the ball around the outfield so that everybody could take a picture of the baseball. And then, of course, they gave it back to the person who caught it because, well, that's what they do in Japan, which is freaking awesome. The views of it are astronomical. Millions and millions of views of this particular thing. Is it possible we have underestimated the global worth of Shohei Otani and what he means? Maybe some people. I mean, I, I feel like we know what he is worth to the game. He is the biggest star in the game, bar none. I believe right now he's already surpassed people on social media, especially Instagram. I think he got to 3 million. He's gained like almost a million followers through the WBC. Uh, I, I'm not surprised at, at, at the way people are reacting to that. Um, and people are like, oh, that would never happen in the U.S., passing the ball around. That would never happen in like any other country, bro. <laughs> like. Like, that's probably the one place that that could happen. I thought that was one of the cooler moments, just watching that ball getting passed around. Uh, but there's no doubt that, like, Shohei is one of those guys who's kind of got it all. Like, he, he's he's good. He's a good-looking dude. He's a big dude. He Like, he draws attention to him in that way. And then you see him play, and it's even better. 
And then you hear like the things he has to say. And then you realize that he came over a year early and could have made way more money if he just waited one more year, but he wanted to prove himself. Like, so there's all these things that he did. He even struggled a little bit kind of at the beginning of his big league career and people were writing him off. And then here we go. I mean, he's done everything the right way. And, and, and you can't, he's one of those guys you can't deny, Chris. There are some guys in the big leagues who you're like, yeah, he's good, but what are you going to say about Shohei? He's the fa- one, he's one of the Nothing. fastest guys in the big leagues. He throws 100 miles an hour. He can hit freaking 40 bombs with a snap of his fingers. Like this guy, he's something else. And he's ex- like this stage, WBC is so good for him. And whenever he gets to the playoffs, it's going to be so good for him in the sport. Like he, we want Mike Trout in big games, but I think it's more paramount to have Shohei Otani in big games than Mike Trout. And that's crazy. I would say. agree. It's crazy. I would know. Well, I would agree because, you know, he could start game one and go mash a homer too. I'm unfortunately, think, like, unfortunately, though, before you start, Chris, I think the quarterfinals are the last we're going to see of Shohei. That's what I, I read. He's going to pitch in the quarter quarterfinals. Then he's going to go back to, to Angels camp and finish off there. So we're not going to see him in the finals okay. or the semifinals. Well, this, this, this gets me to the one negative that I've heard about Shohei Otani. Oh, no. And I've heard it from, okay. I've heard it, and I don't know if it's fact or not. I can just repeat that these are people, these are players that I've talked to all around Major League Baseball. It's not a particular team. It's a bunch of teams. Some of them say he dodges them, that the, that the Angels will make him dodge them on the mound because they don't want him to face certain lineups. Now, I... I can't Wait, believe that because he's pitched plenty against the Houston Astros, right? And they're as viable a lineup as there's been in recent they years. Dodge him from who? But that's what I'm saying is that I, I go, I, I really don't believe that. I goes, well, look, he doesn't get many opportunities to face us every year, but doesn't pitch I'm, against I'm, us. I'm going to the game logs right now because I just don't believe in that whatsoever. I need some give me your I, sources after the show, bro. I'm just telling you, I've talked to several major leaguers, Interesting. different teams, different leagues. Okay. All so sorts he... of stuff. Wait, what? Okay. This is batting. No, no, game no, no. Let's, I was going to say he opened on. the, we let's to move, move on. on. I don't believe, I don't believe that at all. I don't like that. I, I can only tell you what people have told me. You think I'm making this up? No, I don't. I don't believe you're lying to me. No. Okay. But I also don't agree with them. I, I would say, listen, I don't think he's. You have to remember. But, he's hey, hey, I'm going to go do some research on this. We'll, we'll talk about it next okay. time on talking about our baseball. That's fine. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Major League Baseball, if you don't mind. Very interesting extension over the weekend. Corbin Carroll, eight years, 111 million. If the club option gets picked up and if he hits certain escalators, it could be worth over 150 million. Guy has just over 100 career ABs. Too much, too soon? I, I don't think so. I mean, this is what you do if you want a lot. If you think this guy's a face of the franchise, which the Diamondbacks do, and a lot of people around baseball you know, speak very, very highly of him, and he's another one of those guys you watch on the field, he passes the eye test too. If this is the face of your franchise, like I'm happy they locked him up. You know, They don't have a lot of money on the books right now. The AAV is not like astronomical on it. Uh, at the end of the contract, I believe it gets to 28 and 28. Those are the biggest numbers you're going to mm-hmm. get. Uh, but this guy is seemingly a stud and he got drafted 
in 2019, I believe, and he's already getting this contract. And this is the crazy thing about it is we talk about he doesn't have a lot of major league at bats, but 2019, he has a season in the minor leagues, does great. 2020, he didn't play baseball. Pandemic happened. 2021, he missed some time like with an injury. And now 2022, he goes off. This guy hasn't had a lot of pro at bats, not a, let alone big league at bats. Uh, but what the sample size they do have, I mean, he's done everything he needs to do. And he's Shohei-esque in the way that like he he does everything well on the field. He's a good center fielder. He's he is, I think he is the fastest guy or one of the fastest guys. I mean, depending on what metric you look at. And Evan Longoria has told me this guy's got real deal pop for a guy of his size. I believe he's listed at 5'10. So I love it. I mean, look, if you look around the league at the good teams, they lock up young players for controllable AAVs. And they go use the uh, the money that they've essentially saved to supplement talent around them. So the, the, the Diamondbacks have a lot of young guys coming up who they really believe in. They think their window is going to be here soon. So they said, let's lock this dude up so we can have that money to spend on other guys. I love it. I understand why they did it. Was it too much too soon? Is your no. answer no? No. Okay. Well, so I was chatting up our buddy Peter Moylan about this okay. because the team that he covers – on a daily basis, the Atlanta Braves, they're the ones that are teaching a masterclass in how to, you know, get guys to sign early. They've yeah. done it dating back to Ronald Acuna. They did it with Ozzy Albies, who I still don't understand that contract. Last year, they did it with Austin Riley, Spencer Strider, and Michael Harris. And yes. Harris is probably the most comparable one, right? Talking about a center fielder, pop, speed, great glove. In just a short time, I think Harris got his extension in August, I want to say. In a very short time, we went from an eight-year $75 million deal to an eight-year $111 million deal for a guy who has proven significantly less than Michael Harris. And my question to the Diamondbacks is this. I love the idea of nailing down Carroll. But we couldn't have done this in July of this year once we've seen him get through the rigors a little bit of a season, this is the most money ever given to a guy who has less than 100 games of major league experience. Are we saying that that kid wouldn't have taken that deal in August or September of this year? Yes, he would have. I'm saying that maybe this was the time he finally said yes. The number got to where he wanted it to be, him and his representation. I know he's with CAA. I don't know who his agent is there. I don't know who Michael Harris' agent yeah. is. I just tried to look, and I don't. I can't see it, so I'm not sure. But that's that plays a well, big part in it. You have people in your ear telling you, yes, no, good deal, bad deal. Let's wait to this number. Let's try to get here. Like So he's not doing this on his own. And the Diamondbacks, surely that him. wasn't the first offer that they've made him. I'm. Sure, I, I promise you that they've made him other offers before this one, and the you know the price well, goes there, up it, depending on your agent. There was a there was a uh, a very good uh, column in the Athletic that actually kind of walked through the whole thing and how this started between the agent and the organization, and why they felt comfortable with it. I'm just saying that I, I get the idea. I wish my Cleveland Guardians would do it with more players. It it would mean that we don't have to trade guys somewhere down the line. Like I do it with Andres Jimenez today if I was Cleveland. So I'm happy for the people of Arizona. I'm just saying that in four months from now, we couldn't have revisited it. Particularly, there's a couple things people are going to have to pay attention to, and I don't want to get too much in the weeds. 
But Arizona is one of 17 teams that has Bally's affiliated with them in terms of their local television revenue. They have gone bankrupt. It doesn't mean that the games won't be broadcast. It's going to happen. But I think what's going to happen is some player salaries are going to go down. Shohei's is still going to start with a five. Juan Soto's is still going to start with a four or five. But there's some players who are going to feel the effects of not as much local television revenue. So I think more deals like this are going to happen. I don't think you'll see as many players get to free agency until we figure out this whole mess with the local TV revenue. So I would, I would use that against the player a little bit. I mean, I would, I would have gone to Carroll in August and said, you've done great so far. Here's 111 million. I don't think his price tag would have gone up in four or five months. I mean, if he goes out and balls out in the first few months, it might have. It might have, Chris. Not, Not with the way that service time still works. And once again, you know me. I am all about players getting as much money as possible. I just, I wanted to have the discussion. That's all. We got to move on. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Best image from the World Baseball Classic over the first week, let's say. Oh, man. I love the Nespresso shot in the Italian dugout. We already talked about that, though. How about the dude with the mustache? The great mustache from Team Italia. Love that. Um, That was good. I was gonna and I was gonna say like the Nikki Cast thing, but we already talked about all this stuff. So I am going to go with and I just had it now. I forgot. Oh yeah. There was an image, and we were watching this game together. Patrick Sandoval versus Mike Trout. And Patrick Sandoval kept pounding Mike in with these like cutters, sliders inside. And there was one time where the camera got to him and Mike was like not happy because like it was a tough pitch to hit. And Patrick Sandoval, I kind of like, knew he had him. He ended up striking him out in that first inning. And there was a, there was like a still frame on Sandoval, and it was like, mm-hmm. that's a really really teammates. good feeling when you get your team out, especially if your teammate is Mike freaking Trout wearing USA across his chest, and you're wearing Team Mexico across your chest. That was awesome. Pretty good. Um, for me, it's it's all about the passion and the emotion. Uh, the oh, guy yeah. from Team Italy, the reliever Joe Lasorsa, I think is yeah. his name. I mean, this is in the sixth inning. Like, could you imagine this happening out in <laughs> Oakland, you know, in in uh, in May or something where a, not even a, a closer, a mid-inning reliever in a 4-1 game is going cuckoo. I loved it. I thought that was great. Um, there is, and then yeah, you got there's nothing like it. No. How about the this dude, Jose Quijada from Venezuela? Mm-hmm. Dude, literally pulling the Mike Napoli special with the jersey unbuttoned all the way to his navel. I, I wish he had gone T-shirtless so we could see the, the sort of dad bod that he's rocking because I was into it. <laughs> Dude, this stuff is so good. I was actually talking to our guy Happer on the plane last night. I was texting him uh, about some things. And I asked him, I said, have you ever played like a USA baseball team? He said, no, they never liked me. He said he was on like the short list for, for this team USA here, but didn't get the call back. And to that, I say like, dang, bro, because – there's nothing like this type of baseball. Again, I never played in the playoffs, so I'm sure that's very comparable. World Series, amazing, because yep. that's the ultimate goal. But there's something about wearing your team's country across your chest. Ask anybody that plays for any of these countries, and they'll tell you the same thing. The guys from Italy going nuts, dude. I think cool. I got to go to Miami. Me and you should just go. WBC, semis and finals, in and out, let's go. 
I love the idea. I can't get it on your travel schedule. Very, very busy these days. All right. Uh, we're running out of time here. What do you have coming up uh, talking baseball-wise? We have an episode coming out today uh, that we recorded in the warehouse at the owner's suite. TPPs are still rolling, so a lot of things are happening for us. What about you? Uh, latest episode of the Rose Rotation should drop with a pair of buckos. I love it when catchers get together. Austin Hedges, remember last year he joined uh, Luke Maley, and it was hilarious. People loved it. Well, now he's got a new BFF behind the plate, Kevin Ploiecki, who yeah. uh, is excellent in some of the stuff. He really is. He's good. And uh, Hedgy, as always, is is great. He joins us drinking a glass of wine out in his, well, I don't know if he's staying in Sarasota or wherever he is for Bucko's camp. So that should drop. Check it out. All right. Uh, the show is back at it on Tuesday. However, Jolly Olive will be joining us because Trevor Plouffe is hanging out with some big wigs. I just got some stuff I got to do. Okay. Thank you for finding a replacement. Jolly is excellent, dude. I love that Jolly's coming. Jolly is excellent. But you Jay will be Manessis back on Wednesday. is excellent. Yeah, he is too. Good for him, man. Uh, you're back on Wednesday, right? Yes, sir. All right, we're back at our regularly scheduled time with Jolly on Tuesday. We will see 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 8.30 a.m. Pacific on the AMP app. Download it today on your iPhone for producer Dan and Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Thanks for tuning in to Baseball Today. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.